This is Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon, Old Black Magic. And I am the Millennial, Miss Molly Adams. Today's show is about one thing and one thing only. What's that? Dogs. D-O-double-G's? D-O-G-S, the one thing all of America just can completely agree upon, that dogs are amazing. We're over the divisiveness. We're talking about dogs. Big ones, little ones, stinky ones, shiny ones. Now, the thing is, Molly, wouldn't you say, would you say, rather, this is an American thing and then probably maybe a Canadian thing? But I saw some type of survey where most cultures, dogs are cool, but they're just fucking dogs. I only talk about America first, bro. <laughs> That's, that was a trick. And you passed <laughs> the test, bro. Good job. Let's start this show with my favorite thing. What's that? An exclusive track from Brian Babylon. Yes. It's Friday and we've got exclusives. (laughs) Heavy hitters. Um, If you guys don't know, uh, I'm a comedian, uh, media extraordinaire, individual, whatever the hell that means. But like all comedians, I have a secret dream to be a musician and I'm going to get it out on this goddamn podcast. (laughs) We're we're all going to be subjected to it. All right, Danny. Roll the tunes. How much is talking, talking, talking in the window? Talking, talking, talking in the window. How much is it talking to talk, talking in the window? I must take a trip to California. I leave my poor sweetie alone somewhere. If she has a dog, she won't be lonesome. I'm the dog you have a home. Just How much is a doggy, doggy, doggy in the window? Doggy, doggy, doggy in the window. How much for the doggy? All right, so I see what you're about, old Black Magic, just doing uh, remakes of mm-hmm. old timey jams, trap remakes of old timey jams. Now, see, this was a top hit. This was like this track was like the Kessa or the Lady Gaga when I was a boy. 1952. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I wasn't even a boy then. That's so funny. I was like, I was almost out of college. <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah, this man. Uh. So, I mean, just like uh, get my steez, get where I'm going musically. Yeah. yeah, first of all, sell this track to Drake. <laughs> that beginning is so stupid sounding. Um, well, my thing is, you take old timey lyrics and then take them to the fucking future, bro. Yeah. So how? I mean. When you go back to the lyrics of the original uh, "Doggy in the Window" song, yeah, mm-hmm. that is, it's it, weird. As as like it's as weird always, how it mirrors when you my examine life. the as you examine the lyrics, it's always a little weird, right? So, everyone knows this tune probably. Even if you're a young millennial person, you as a millennial person, you this song is it the original by Patty. Is it 
Did it register like, how much is that doggy in the window? I mean, this one, okay, let me just listen to a little bit of this. How much is doggy, doggy, doggy in the window? Are you wait? Are you singing along on the track yeah. while we're listening? Yeah, I got this? caught up in it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Come here, boy. That's okay. So, did you you didn't really use any of the old lyrics? That's that's how you updated it for today. Well. Yeah, I said, how much is that doggy in the window? I must take a trip to California. That was the like the rap verse. I must mm-hmm. take a trip to California and leave my poor poor sweetie alone. If she, well, she was singing to a man. Like, you know, not disrespecting any, you know, preferences, but I will speak to, sing to a woman. And I said, <laughs> and if she has a dog. PC police will- are, it's okay, Brian. The PC police aren't, aren't listening. Okay. And That's amazing. I flipped it. You know, I flipped it and said, if she had a dog, she wouldn't be lonesome. Wow. And the dog, you would have a good home. So, secretly, this song is about, if you unpack the lyrics, someone who's considerate, someone who sees someone's going to be lonely, they are into rescue dogs. They aren't into rescue they dogs. They are into rescue dogs. No, they aren't they into wanted, rescue dogs. They're not? A dog in a window. I mean, I know that you're from Chicago and Paws, the no-kill shelter, has windows where you can see all the puppies. But yeah, like that's what I know. No, but she's definitely talking about a pet store because you know Patty Patty Page re-recorded How Much Is the Doggy in the Window in 2009. And she, she did the recording where she says, How much is the, do you see that doggy in the shelter? Oh, that's horrible. I'm on that is see that is where Why America is, is not that's great. So good. That that's that's not even that's Look, that's killing a small business. That's killing a small business owner. Adopt don't shop, bro. Adopt don't shop. Wow. They're trying to kill Mr. Willisby's pet store. That well, small business, they're trying to put them out of business for a non-for-profit liberals. I'm going to tell you in just a second uh, why those why those businesses should be going out of business. But Wait a minute. Wow. Is that how liberals ruin the pet small business owner of pets? No, shelters are businesses, too. But I'm saying, like, they only fuck with dogs. What about turtles? Okay. Parakeets. The, the, the pet industry is a over $4 billion industry. You do not need to just be selling bred dogs to make your money in it, okay? Okay. No, but this song, you know this song because you lived through this time. Yeah. Allegedly. This was, this was the hit. This was a hit. I couldn't, like, totally verify this claim, but it was made in Entertainment Weekly, which I assume has fact checkers. The year it came out in 52... AKC, the American Kennel Club registrations, went up by 8%. So this was one of the beginnings of, like, the real dog craze. Because look what happens here. She buys a dog as a gift for somebody Mm -hmm. else, which you should never do. Really? You don't know whether somebody wants a dog or whether they're going to take care of it? Well, I'm I'm assuming that in in that song, Patty had that ill nana where he was so caught up, he was going to, like, Love that dog until she got back. So she was leaving the dog there as like her uh, yeah. patroness. Yeah. Very Definitely that. Mm-hmm. Can you what? Can you un- unpack that last verse? 
where she reads in the paper that there are robbers with flashlights that shine in the dark. My love needs a doggy to protect him and scare them away with one bark. She's dating some like NPR beta male who can't fight like Ira Glass. Like, oh, no. Or she's like dating somebody who lives in the hood and like he's like, no, I can take care of myself. But she just yeah. like doesn't believe him and wants to like keep him rock. safe. Like one of those meth dealer Rottweilers. Yeah, you'll be buying that in the pet store. <laughs> so we'll play this track again. This, that's my little offering. Um, oh, thank we're, you. We're getting better at making these songs. We're doing it on my iPhone. I'm making the beat and I just layer it in there. And then once those headphones get on, you just get lost in your own creativity sometimes and it just comes out like Drake. Yeah, it definitely comes out. So I told you how puppy mills are bad, and I really don't. I hope I really hope that we don't have to argue about this. A puppy mill that you're trying to paint this picture is like a big smokestack factory where puppies are just I mean, fucking in you... like little <laughs> cages and pregnant in little cages, and they're just cranking them out and letting them fuck right again like the next day. They're like, you know what? Let's just put some smokestacks in here for the hell <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, to make it more sinister. <laughs> Man, people do that shit. They love polluting out there. You've seen the Sarah McLachlan commercials. That's all you need to know about a puppy mill. You've seen hoarders or like you Wait a minute, seen, hold on. You're hold from on. Illinois, bro. Illinois. I know, it's like I know. every week there's a puppy mill bus. You know what goes down at the puppy mill. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Now, see, now now versus versus uh my mom, who used to breed Samoids, and we would use that money to go on lavish vacations. Is the that mysteries wrong? of Brian Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong? But your mom, is that, no, why is that is wrong? That your mom, breads, is that it's like, like a little small business. A, a black woman owned small business breeding black pure woman white dogs the, while her my, son is drawing swastikas on his shoes. And yeah, she, that, she got enough money to take us to Europe for a month off of like six Samoyed puppies. So it was like maybe like back then, you know. Back in those days, in the 50s or 60s, that was 1500 yeah. bucks. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's you know was that me, bad? Or could it, could some annoying person yeah. in a Subaru say, you're wrong, you're exploiting your dog for your vacation needs? Was it good? Was it bad? No, Is I mean, a, I think that that's, I, one, don't own a dog and don't really have interest in owning a dog, but I imagine if you want a purebred dog, you would want that one that's, like, raised in a home. And no, now, I mean, with any business I support, don't you want to support a small woman of color owned business? Now, when you put it that way, that will shut any Subaru driving jerk <laughs> down. Well, hold on. It was a black woman's small business. Hmm? Oh, OK. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was a <laughs> fat white man from Mississippi. Well, your mom, um, I, I don't I'm not I have no idea. I don't know the ins and outs of like dog breeding and what qualifies as a large scale operation and whatever. But Sorry to sneak a little bit of politics into this podcast, but isn't Uh-oh. everything political? Yeah. Remember how right after uh, the Trump administration came in and they issued this gag order on climate scientists at a number of departments, the EPA, Department of Transportation, mm-hmm. Health and anybody who gathered climate science, which included the Department of Agriculture. Um, and they said, like, all press releases were going to have to go through the White House now, and they couldn't freely be talking to the press. So around the same time, 
the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, pulled all of their public enforcement records on their websites of of like violations that happened on horse breeding operations or dog breeding farms or any sort of animal breeding facilities. And ah, so you can you can, now you can run your get your puppy mill the fuck on. Yeah, and make you can that money. you can lock those little dogs down for their full ten years and get as many cycles of puppies as you want out of them while their little paw pads bleed on the chicken wire that they sit in. It's really disturbing. Animal abuse is so messed up, man. That's why I hate. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You, it's so easy to get sad. So, I just I just saw you. I just heard you on this podcast, like get into like sad white girl over it's like just, dogs. It's like, I don't know. I've whatever. I've like had a beer. It's getting late over here on the East Coast for me. The USDA, this is apparently unrelated to the gag order because the gag order was mostly about climate science. This had yeah. been like an ongoing thing. Um, and they decided to pull the public records that the number one thing that people in America and therefore mostly white people really really care about is animals especially dogs oh yeah more than anything else because this information disappears and 18 senate democrats send a letter to the acting deputy of the department of agriculture asking him to reverse the decision and the next day a hundred members of the house sent their own version of that letter to the president. And in that 100, there were 11 Republicans who signed on. All right. So if anything can get these people to work together, some fucking dogs. Oh, my God. So now, you know, just a few days ago, the records are back online. Not all of them. They're now like reviewing them by by like case by case. And you could still get them through a FOIA request. But like they're back online. Right. Compare wow. this to the actual gag order on the EPA in the Department of Transportation, Health and Human Services and the USDA, the climate science gag order. Only 12 senators sent a letter to the Trump administration about that. All Democrats. So do you think if. On one of those like cop killings of an unarmed black person. Oh, we're going here. Dog was involved. It would be that would get people's attention. Do I think? Do I think, Brian? We know. We know the answer to that. We've talked about this. I think, I mean, honestly, I think that like any one of those, like when the guy shot and got in the back, I can't breathe. The uh, the guy in Chicago, if they were shot along with their dog, I feel not only would the media go crazy, but just people will go crazy. I mean, you can find, I just like, okay, all I did is like Google news headline search for cop shoots dog. I don't even know what came up on your Googles, but I guarantee you he is suspended without pay. On a regular basis. I mean, also on a regular basis, cops shoot dogs. Like uh, cops in a lot of states are cleared to just like shoot a dog if it charges at them and families have no recourse, first of all. Like, there's a lot of unjustified killing of a lot of things when when you bring police into situations. But, yeah, we've found stories of this left and right of, like, police being suspended without pay um, mm. for, like, killing elk or killing other animals. Yeah, like the beloved elk of that one town in Colorado that everyone went crazy over. 
But it's like, you know, I can't totally hate because, sure, is it like wrong to care about animals? No. But why is that the one thing that brings people together? And why is it like the one thing I see like my conservative white female friends on Facebook like won't post shit about getting health care for humans. But if there's like some, you know, animal hoarding issue and dogs need homes, it's a million Facebook posts about it. Yeah. Can we can we put a can we put a a race sprinkles on this? Haven't we already? Like, you know, and this this go this go and and tell me and this this blank this this blankets just animals in general. Now you know I I don't know if it was purposely, but like I straight up and down mentally blocked out the Harambe. Yeah, you told me you didn't like know what it was. I didn't even like what the fuck is Harambe. I thought honestly, I thought Harambe was like some European. Fruit juice, or or like Caribbean, like great grapefruit soda or some shit like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, do you think people were like technically when they start blaming those black parents for even letting that boy down there, and then so mad that they shot Harambe? Is that crazy, or am I, is that just me in my old black ways no, looking too crazy. much into it? It's crazy. It's like it's the weirdest thing they didn't, to me. No one ever said, "Well, he should have." If it if they had a chance to save a gorilla or a little black kid, it's I feel in my well, there's heart. There's only Brian. There's only like ten thousand gorillas left in the wild, and there are a million black young predators. So, see, I, I and I don't understand because, like, you know, technically human beings are animals too. So it's this weird thing where like humans think that animals are better than humans but, like, have no respect for, like, human beings as animals, too. But they don't even have it. But but can't you even say, like, at the end of the day, of course, your advanced tree-hugger, dog-loving person will go to the environment. Well, I care about the environment, but the way we treat the environment that technically straight-up affects the way animals live and we're just ruining it for our own consumption, does that make it kind of hypocritical? Like you live in a skyscraper condo, bitch. What did you how you know, how many ecosystems have you fucked up just to have a Trader Joe's next door to you? <laughs> Am I wrong for that? I don't know. Like yeah. they don't think they don't think about it all the way out. No, but I mean there's a lot of things that we don't think all the way out. <laughs> and <laughs> It's really, I mean, there's things human beings never really think it all the way out, do they? So We're all very I have, a list, to I have a list for you of, uh, and yeah, I made this like half sleep, half tipsy last night, and I just jotted it in the notes. My pecking order of things that people care about, the media and the public. You ready? Oh, which comes first, the public or the media caring about it, though? Well, they, it's a symbiotic relationship. They, you, you know what your customer wants. They have data and people who know what the fuck activates people to get people to come back from a commercial break. And that's all it is. It's not, they're not trying to give you news or information. They're trying to make you sit there to sell you uh, some TV dinners. Do they still make those? Yes. Do they still make Swanson's TV dinners? Yes. Okay. Now, my pecking order of things that the public and media care about. I'm going to go last. The last thing they care about is the old black man, me. <laughs> Before that, a Civil War ghost. That would get more coverage. That would get more coverage. 
Well, it gets okay. more coverage than a civil war goes. Everything else. Everything. Just, yeah. Balloon boy. Whatever, right? <laughs> before that, before that, new restaurants. Love a new restaurant. I'm new always very interested oh when the God. new restaurant have, is opening. They have a mac and cheese pizza place open. Ooh, it's amazing. I'm going to be there this weekend. The third thing that the media and public care about dogs of number course. three number I'd, three I'd, I'd hope we'd stay on theme okay number two little white boys under the age of 13 okay like like football head injuries i've seen a lot of those like, features like missing like the story of that little boy that made the news rounds when no one came to his birthday party balloon boy balloon boy that was not even real and number one thing molly that you know they care about White women of all ages. Yeah. Well, that's especially good. ones that are attractive and have sex. <laughs> with, and have any with, type with little of sex white appeal. boys under the age of 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why John Bonet was grossly just because she had all that fucking makeup on. You know what's all uh, in common here, Brian? At least in Tell the top me. four. I don't know if little white boys is, this, but uh, that's what white women are interested in ourselves, our children, mm-hmm. our pets, mm-hmm. and where we eat. And you know who makes them the majority of mass media? Damn. White women. Molly, you just blew my mind. This yeah. podcast is so fucking smart. We don't want you guys to think that this dog, this show, or episode rather, is us just hating on dogs and dog culture. As you heard in this episode, I grew up with dogs, multiple dogs. Right, Molly? Yeah, sure. Except, uh, you know what? I don't care. I fucking hate dogs. I'm so sick of them. I am so sick of having dogs around me. I'm so sick of dogs being more important than people. And, like, I, I just... And it's not the dog. I know it's not the dog that I'm actually bad at. I feel bad when I'm like pissed at the dog because it's like, like it's not its fault. I really hate people, but fuck dogs, fuck them. So uh, let's let's say let's back up and say we don't hate people because we are making this podcast to win Nobel Peace Prize. We just hate when people try to push their dogs onto a level that they don't deserve to be on. These are acceptable dogs to me. Uh, very old and slow dogs. Those are good dogs. Uh, very trained dogs, like you just Check. described, uh, that mm-hmm. are not interested in me. Mm-hmm. And then puppies. Yes. You should have. Why, why didn't you say puppies first? Are well, you just trying to say the best given, for last? Okay, they're babies. Yeah. You can't, yeah. like, I can't hate on a puppy. I'm not that insane. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm going to be totally honest with you. A puppy could shit on me, and I would not get mad. It's a baby. If I had like a even the, the like a nice linen, cream linen fitted suit, and it shitted on my thigh, ruining my evening, I think I could continue my night. And people say, "Hey, you got a stain on your uh, suit." I could tell them, "Oh, that's puppy shit." Oh, oh my god, would you get yes, him? Yes, it would be a conversation starter, and I might get some pussy off of it. I'm just, can I, like, let me tell you, you just, let me, let me tell you why I hate dogs. I know you agree with every single point. Okay. 
people who use pictures of their dogs either solely as their social media profile or like them with their dog and all of their social media profiles. And I know you've seen this. People like their first photo in their dating profile is their dog licking them. I've seen so many times where the first pic is a dog licking a girl in a fucking mouth. If your significant other or someone you're interested in is, like, putting their dog before you, no. And that relationship. I found women on Tinders or Bumbles who have little small Maltese's and little, like, shit dogs that are just annoying and assholes. They can, I can just tell that they're annoying assholes. Usually those chicks are crazy. Women with little, small, ugly Maltese's and little ass dogs are usually crazy. Women with bigger dogs. Also crazy. Also crazy. Because they think of that dog as their boyfriend. It like sleeps in the bed with them. Yes. The bigger dogs, it it gets a little weirdly like. And it's like like protective. It's like there's usually a male dog too that they have. It's a male dog. Like he's just like that. And then you get over the girl's house and this motherfucking dog looking at you like. You trying to fuck my bitch, nigga? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen so many. I've seen so many big ass dogs side eye me like this motherfucker right here trying to fuck somebody. (laughs) Related to the like the person you're dating, like the friends who bail on hang time because like their dog is sick. We talked about cats being sick, but like I have to go walk my dog, or like I can't do that because of my dog. Like just. Don't say it's your dog. Just like make up another human-centered excuse, please. It's Let okay. Let me ask like, you this: How much money is too much to spend on a dog illness? Well, that's your money. People can spend their money however they see fit. In these tough Obamacare times, that's- is it appropriate to be? Yeah, I just people can spend their money how they see fit. I don't judge that shit. I like sometimes I'll get someone will put up like the GoFundMe for their sick dog. It's like Cody is 19 years old and this is his third lung transplant, and I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah, when I, when you start hearing like <laughs> transplant respirator, but that's you know people can spend their money how they want. I'm not going to judge that. I only care about it, how it affects my life, and this is why I hate dogs ultimately because they have become a part of my life, whether I want them to or not, and they are not people. You live in the capital of America of this, like dogs on patios, dogs in the coffee shop, dogs in the clothing store, in the hair salon, and it's like these these shops that will have free biscuits for a dog but like have a million signs saying like restrooms are for customers only there's some like scottish beer company i saw this article this week going around that like is giving their employees one week paid paternity leave what did you say to me yeah where is this they're a scottish brewing company oh, but like well, they have an out- I mean, no they have an outpost Europe. they have an outpost in america because I didn't care. Because I put America first, bro. I didn't care until I saw it's in America, good job. too. Good job. Again, good job on that. And they give people a week off. And, like, again, that doesn't affect me. Way to go. Get a week off. But, like, it just but, is like a dog. Like, you, you should be getting a puppy. No, 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 no. Hold on. But can you... Kill all can dogs. You, neuter them all. Oh, wait. What no, just hold on. Season? Hold on. I have a thought on that. But hold on. I can't, I'm going to go in and not hate on that 100% because if that is that business's prerogative, I would assume that they have a lot of other leaves. Like, it, it's probably an awesome maternity leave and a paternity leave. 
if you've even broken it down to paternity leave, this place probably is awesome to fucking work at. I, I would guess, and I couldn't verify this, but you're right. I would guess that they have uh, equal male and female parental leave. Molly, it's time for our favorite game, Racist, Not Racist. Yeah, so you wanted to play the race card earlier when we were talking about dogs, and now we definitely will. So we have a very special guest on this week's episode. <laughs> My sister's in town. Hello. Zany socks. <laughs> yeah. And I thought for uh, the final segment of the show, she is a criminal defense lawyer, and she's not going to give mm -hmm. any legal advice or input whatsoever. I just thought she might have some insights, thoughts, and they might not be legal at all. <laughs> this her this the, her feelings as Ariel okay. Adams. Yes, yeah. happy to bring it. Happy to bring it. So Ariel, first of all, before we begin, how do you feel about dogs? Um. I mean, I think they're really cute. I don't think solid platform, <laughs> solid platform. Um, I don't think anyone should um, like buy a purebred dog. What? Yeah, I think that like that's wrong. Um, I think that they're whoa, animals. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, Ariel, wait. Like you just want people to just buy raggly ass yeah. mutts? Like what? <laughs> what do you mean? Just, like what? Are, what's not? Do you think it's slavery? I think it's pretty weird that people spend thousands of dollars on on dogs you know when there's just so many like ones that are in you know shelters that are getting killed i don't know i just i don't like see dogs as this like prized possession there's they're animals to me but what if you really really want like a porsche or a a certain type of shirt or a certain type of something you just can't oh yeah i want a little bit of levi's and a little bit of wrangler and a little bit of uh, Z Cavaricci. What? I don't even know what Z, what is Z Cavaricci. Exactly. Some horrible <laughs> ass pants mixed in with blue jeans. And it's horrible <laughs> versus just a nice pair of Levi's. All right. Well, I, you know, Ariel didn't come here to defend her views on dogs. I just wanted to get them. Okay. Because what I wanted to talk about with the two of you, two of my favorite people here in this world, is you asked at the mm -hmm. beginning of the show, you, can we put a little racism on the way that people feel about their dogs and their animals. No, and it's not racism. It's just race perspective sprinkles. Okay, let's throw some race perspective sprinkles down on the track and talk about Jeb Stewart Job, who is a dog, yeah. by the way. He has a first name, a middle name, and a last name. Already, I, already I'm skeptical. When you have to sign your dog up for the uh, kennel people, you have to give them a first, middle, and last name. Well, here's name. the thing, Brian. Jeb is a wrangly, strangly mutt, as you called him earlier. Ugh. He was adopted, and he was a service dog for Kenneth Job, who is a 79-year-old Air Force veteran. Okay, now I do like him. Um, and What did he help him do? Well, he helped him um, stay steady on his shaky legs, according to CNN.com. What? Like a like a paperweight? Yeah, I think it was like a guide dog, either somebody for him to kind of lean on. Um, he has a neurodegenerative degenerative disease. 
Um, and the dog is kind of big. He's hip high. Okay, this is a 90-pound dog, Jeb. He's a mutt, but he's big. So some people have some people have walkers, some people have canes, some people have big-ass dogs. I'm not even making no jokes. Yes. So apparently, August of last year, the neighbor looked out the window and saw his tiny dog, his 14-pound dog, dead in the yard, and Jeb was standing over the dog. The you old man? Uh, no, the neighbor, who's 24 years old, not 79. The neighbor, his name is Christopher Sawa. Ariel would like me to read this part that he tried to give his dog. Oh, I hate dogs. That hurt my heart. He tried to give his dog mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Oh, he's a Pomeranian. So he's up there French kissing a little toy dog in the mouth? It's his dog. You know what? I don't believe there's ever been an instance where dog to human, mouth to mouth has ever resuscitated a dog. This could have been it, though. This could have been it. If I'm a gambling man, I'm saying, like, it'd never be like... I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, like, didn't the CDC say that, like, Whoa, you shouldn't even be doing mouth to mouth to humans? Like, maybe Wait, you Brian. shouldn't be doing it on your dog. Well, anyhow, he's the only eyewitness. He says that Jeb killed his dog. Animal con- control takes Jeb in. And... No, we want. Hold on, Molly. I was asking you when when you said Jeb was standing over the little dog, so the neighbors saw the big dog over top of the little yes, dog. Yes, but he didn't see the attack. Okay, he didn't see an attack. Mm. Yeah, very important. Reasonable doubt. Reasonable Thank doubt. Thank you. That's this is like OJ, that's the legal eagle. I need that's that legal ease that we need in this segment, Ariel, to really enhance it. Ariel, Ariel, you know what I'm you know what I'm thinking already, right? What? If it don't fit, you must <laughs> that's <have> right. quit. <laughs> So what would the family ended up doing, Ariel? What, what? No, no. What? What would you do if you were the lawyer of the Johnsons here? As you just said, reasonable doubt. Yeah, and obviously this guy has a bias, right? I mean, his yeah. dog is dead. Mm-hmm. He wants to, you know, to blame someone, and of course mm-hmm. it's easy to blame the little weak dog Jeb, the mutt, not the purebred Pomeranian. Oh, class issues from the other side of That's the tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so Ariel, Ariel, if you were if you were Jeb's attorney, <laughs> would you storm in? Jeb, don't say another word. Get my client out of here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The, the, the okay. family attorney for Jeb's family pointed to the lack of physical evidence that connected Jeb to mm-hmm. Vlad's death. Um, in fact, when they examined the body there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Vlad? Yeah. Vl- oh, sorry. Vlad is the name of the Pomeranian. Yeah. Jeb and Vlad. Yes. Okay. So ultimately, the judge said, though, that Jeb met the legal definition of a dangerous animal. Why? I don't quite know that. They said The judge said to CNN, I have, or said in court, I have no choice except to follow out the state law that the animal would be destroyed. I don't like to do this. I don't like it at all. I guess because they didn't have a direct physical evidence, but there wasn't any other evidence pointing to. Um, you skipped a very oh, relevant wow. detail. Oh, sorry. Is that the neighborhood vet testified that an unfriendly stray dog had been spotted in the neighborhood and foxes were known to live in the surrounding woods. Yes. I was, Ariel, I Oh, my God. Could we be like a little show? Like, I don't have any legal experience, but I just feel right about yeah, things. But I was saying, what about coyotes? But I, 
What about? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Brian, I'd want you on my jury. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm the voir dire dude. So, so what happened, though, was what this family did was they found an extra $416 in their bank accounts and paid for DNA testing from the University of Florida. Wait, I know. I was just wondering, they, how did they get the DNA from Vlad? Well, it came out at the trial. They said that they would have asked for the DNA sooner, but they thought Vlad had been cremated due to probably limited communication they had with the neighbor. Instead, it was in, sleeping in the neighbor's bed Instead, with the neighbor. No, Vlad, kissing it Vlad had been frozen. Oh. So they were able to Called get it. DNA from Vlad's wound and send it to the University of Florida. And exactly two, after two months on death row, Jeb was exonerated. I'm silent. I'm 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 silent of all this effort over a month. <laughs> the next the next like chapter of the CNN story is dogs have no rights. That after Jeb was kept uh after Jeb had been kept in animal control, he was a very different dog. He lost weight, he lost his social yeah, skills. That's what happens to people when they go to jail and prison. Was he like sleeping on the floor instead of the yeah, bed? He probably now? wasn't getting fed anything. But Jeb was such a good guy. How could this happen to him? Wrong place at the wrong time. It could happen to any of us. My concern is they could have blamed some of those coyotes or wolves, Foxes. aka black people, for this crime. I, I thought that Jeb was the black person. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Jeb, Jeb is, is Jeb Jobs. No, okay. He's an upstanding. No, Jeb Caucasian is a disenfranchised white person. Because listen to this. This is, this is, and I'm sorry I'm picking, picking on CNN's coverage of this. A lot of people covered it, but CNN actually did the most thorough job. But they talked to a Michigan State University law professor, and he says, this guy's David Favre. He goes, in a criminal prosecution, like of a human, where you're putting a person in jail, we have the highest level of protection. I disagree with that. I think it's so many people who are in jail right now for shit they didn't fucking do. And it was the, I thought that the state had paid for this DNA test. And I'm like, that's some bullshit for all the rape cases that aren't, you know, solved. But if this family went out and it's got their that money. DNA, you're right, go ahead. it's their money. You do it. But this is where Favre, this guy Favre, uh, he's also, he is like, he specializes in animal law, but he was like, maybe DNA analysis should be a regular part. I'm not quoting him, but maybe it should be a regular part of the process when animals' lives are in balance. And it's like, bitch, that is not a regular part of the process for rape cases. And this is all to go back to what I said earlier. If anybody's going to unite on anything, it's to get more rights for dogs. People uh, love dogs definitely more than they love humans. Well, let's end the show on that, Molly. You guys need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. Uh, I just had to get all that out of my system. I'm so glad. Thanks for listening to Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon. I'm Molly Adams. Oh, and I'm Ariel Adams. And I want to thank our producer, Mr. Danny Johnson, who's going to go ahead and play this track, Doggy in the Window. From your boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the video is going to be sick. You can check it out on BrianandMollyPodcast.com. We'll see you guys next week. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash OBMATM. Bye. Bye.
much as doggy, doggy, doggy in the window. Doggy, doggy, doggy in the window. How much is a doggy? It's a dog.